The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What's up, everybody? Happy Thursday to you. I'm Anthony Cazenza with the Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast, coming at you with some fantasy football news, advice, survival pool advice, all kinds of different stuff, and we are getting it courtesy of our show's buddy, the Orange Arrow, a.k.a. Derek Davis. We joked about it before we took the air, Derek. Um, It's almost like, hey, we're coming from you. We're coming at you live from the the infirmaries here based on the... (laughs) Our, our kids having a little bit of sicky, sicky bugs going on there. But at any rate, how you doing, yep. bud? Happy Thursday to you. Hey, I'm, I'm doing great. Um, just another week of, of Bengals dominance. So what what better to uh, to to come off than, than a 41 to 17 high? It's that game was pretty unbelievable in a lot of different respects. And, you know, we, we also talked about this before we took the air that, you know, what Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow are doing at such a young age and in such little professional football experience, uh, they're, they're kind of making things look easy. It's pretty, pretty ridiculous. And obviously we talked a lot of Jamar Chase, if you joined us on our Wednesday show, and if you didn't join us live, hopefully you've had a chance to download that, but yeah, you know, I've kind of been taking in the sights and sounds from the national media. I was watching actually a little bit when I was doing some other work this morning. I was watching our, our friends over at 410 Sports Talk who cover the Ravens and their post-game show just to kind of see their take on it. And, you know, they were they were rightfully disappointed in some things. So it's kind of it's kind of nice to see the Bengals get some national run from a lot of different networks, but they've got Derek a a seemingly easy game coming up this week. But oh those those tricky trap games, right? Yeah, absolutely. And um, it's definitely not, you know, I don't think Burrow and the rest of the guys will will overlook really any game this season. So um, I'm really looking forward to this one, really looking forward to seeing kind of how the how the fantasy landscape of this game turns out too. It's, it's, it's going to be really interesting to see, you know, with, with Mike White, you know, does Corey Davis or does any of these guys get get involved, or is it more of the uh, 
running game. How's the running game going to work against the the Bengals' fantastic front four that they got going on? I mean, or really front seven as far as the, the running game goes. So it'll be really interesting to see kind of what what transpires between these two teams. And as we look at a lot of fantasy football play, individual players in terms of maybe who to be cautious about this week, who to start this week, this game and the Bengals offensive players obviously come into focus. So we'll talk about that in just a little bit. We're going to recap how we did on some of our predictions and or pieces of advice from last week. And of course, we're going to go through some fantasy football lineup questions, survival pool questions, and talk about the lines on the game as we usually do. We'll also be taking questions from those of you who are tuning in live. If you have some questions, maybe if it's about the Bengals, we'll, we'll maybe take a crack at those. But more so if it's fantasy football related, what you should do with lineups, sits, starts, all that kind of stuff. We want to give you everything to be prepared as the, the week eight gets set to kick off the, uh, tonight on Thursday night. Before we do, I want to share with the folks your YouTube channel, Derek, as well. as So if you can tell us a little bit about what you do there, I'll put the link to it in our live chats so folks can subscribe to that. Uh, and so tell us a little bit about that as well as the Fantasy Football League you have commissioned the past couple of years and uh, what, what the proceeds are going to and everything with that. Yeah, so um, with my fantasy football show, it's it's a Bengals-centered fantasy show. So I will do a, a lot of um, kind of Bengals-related news as far as uh, the fantasy value goes. And I also do, you know, my starts and sits. I do players to pick up. <clears throat> Excuse me, sorry. I do, I do players to pick up. I talk about the highest score of the week in the, in the charity fantasy league and and the basement dweller, which Anthony, unfortunately, you were in the in the limelight of that last week. But I know we had a lot of you had a lot of um, injuries and bye weeks that you had to deal with, and we talked about just possibly taking the L on the week and moving on. But um, I do a lot of that on, on on Wednesdays, and then on Fridays, I do the uh, more the betting lines and stuff like that. Well, we put the link in the live chats for those who are tuning in live. So after you subscribe to our channel, the Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast on YouTube, go and subscribe to Derek's channel as well. And I appreciate you creating that. Uh, even though I am in the cellar of it, I appreciate <laughs> you creating that league and creating some opportunity for funds to be raised for the Joe Burrow Hunger Relief Fund. Really cool idea that you, you came up with. And oh, by the way, I still have, I, I almost rocked it yesterday. I still have your Bengal Cares uh, shirt oh. that you sent me last year. So uh, I, might, yeah. I might be rocking that one again to sometime this week. I got I, I saw that and I'm like, hey, I got I to gotta bust that thing back out. But at any rate, thanks for uh, spearheading that. And like I said, go subscribe to Derek's YouTube channel. The link is there. I'm sharing the screen of his of his channel on YouTube. Of course, you can subscribe to our channel as well. Our logo, uh, there's a little icon at the bottom of the screen there under Derek. You can click that to subscribe and then get notified when we go live and when new content is available. And all of our stuff is on all of the major audio platforms as well. Enough shameful self-promotion, at least for our show. Derek, tell us how we did last week in some of our, uh, some of the areas in terms of plays, 
games in which to bet on, all that kind of stuff. If you can recap on some of the advice, that would be awesome. Yeah. So um, last week we actually did really well. Uh, we talked about um, Tua Tungavailoa being a uh, star of the week. Um, we talked about CJ Uzama again being a star of the week. Both of those guys in their respective positions finished as QB1 and tight end one on the week. Yeah. So if you pick those guys up and streamed them this week, you, you ended up doing pretty well. And then um, a couple other guys, I said Tyler Lockett and Mark Andrews as the possible sits of the week. Those guys didn't do very well either. So both of our starts and sits of the week last week actually hit hit very well. So if you took our advice, you uh, you came out on the plus side. Interesting stuff because I I had pegged. I guess maybe again it's it's me being this long time Bengals watcher, fan, follower covering the team. Just I've seen how often tight ends have torched the Bengals defense. And Andrews is a great one. I mean, he's he, yeah. he's up there right now playing at the level of the the Kittles and Kelsey's and whatnot in a lot of ways. And, uh, you know, that was kind of a, for lack of a better word, pretty ballsy call there by by you last week uh, by, by <laughs> saying to, to sit him. And initially, and this kind of credits, if we want to talk a tiny bit of Bengals analysis, this kind of credits Lou Anarumo and the Bengals making some potential second half time adjustments that yeah. that is I mean, that is 100%. Yeah, I, I, Andrews had a couple of uh, a decent plays early in that game and then all of a sudden second half it was like he was a non-factor. So my um, yeah, my wife Sarah got she got mad at me because that first half I was constantly yelling at the TV. She's like, "Derek, what are you doing? They can't hear you." And it was just it seemed like every single play Mark Andrews right Smack dab in the middle of the field, wide open with nobody around him, and, and I was like, "They've got to figure something out." And and credit to Lou, they went in, they talked about it, they came back out after the half, and it was like, "I did he get a catch after the half? I don't, I'm if I'm remember remembering correctly, I don't think he did." Uh, I can't remember if he had a catch in the second half, but it, you know, basically what had happened, it would seem as if the Bengals kind of clamped down on. Andrews as they came out of halftime obviously the Ravens made a little bit of adjustment there by going deep to Hollywood Brown there for the the touchdown mm -hmm. but the rest of the way was kind of just blah for the Ravens offense and then both teams ended up sitting their respective starters as the game got out of control for Baltimore and completely in control for Cincinnati so uh, at any rate that was a a ballsy call by you in terms of Mark Andrews and the CJ Uzama call there uh we're gonna get to a couple more i'm seeing some questions roll through in our live chats keep those coming we're gonna get to some of those in just a little bit here if you've got some fantasy football questions maybe a Bengals question or two uh we'll, we'll we'll take a crack at those but derek what about the actual games you mentioned some of the players there what about some of the games in terms of lines uh survival pool picks that sort of thing yeah so um again if if you tuned into my to my live stream on Friday, you made money because um, <laughs> I actually talked about all four of my four of my betting picks were were hits this week. I talked about the Bengals plus six, and I said if you wanted to, you could take the money line. I was I was a little bit hesitant on that because I knew you know Baltimore. I I, I suspected Baltimore would be a tough team to play. But I knew that this team would, would at least keep it close. 
And I even said that, you know, if you think that, like I do, that the Bengals potentially win this game, to go in there and uh, bet the Bengals to make the playoffs. Because at that point in time, it was plus 150. I'd say after beating Baltimore, if you went in there and checked it out now, it would be it would be minus money. So you'd be having to pay more than you would, than you would get back. So the Bengals plus six, the Raiders minus three. The Bengals to score over twenty, and the Raider or the Ravens to score under twenty-seven was my my betting locks of the week last week. So, very good week last week, and I made quite a bit of money. <laughs> well, I, I hope you made somewhere in the neighborhood of Dave Portnoy, the president of Barstool Sports. <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't. I, yeah, <laughs> I was I wasn't that that daring on on the Bengals, but man, you gotta give credit to the guy. Putting his dude, money where his mouth is, that's for sure. That's right. Dude put down about a quarter of a mil on the Bengals, I think, just to cover, right? Uh, yeah. And then, yeah. Yeah, and then he won an additional, aside from winning his bet money back, he won like an additional quarter of a mil. So he, he's sitting on, well, you know, over 500K on the on the afternoon there uh, with, with half of that being pure profit. So he's a pretty happy mm-hmm. fella is Dave Portnoy. So I guess good for him, especially since he bet on the Bengals. We got to be, got to be proud of, of that, I suppose. Uh, and the gritty and, and love and life. That's right. Uh, <laughs> pretty, pretty ugly version of the gritty, but that's, I, I don't know that I could do, do one. Any better. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Strawberry ice saying, Hey, I'm doing better in, in our league. He's got to talk a little trash. Old Jeff Trenopole. Good to see him regardless of rubbing it in my face a little bit in terms of where we're at with, that league. Any others? Um, any other recap points that you want to get to before we kind of move into maybe some lineup questions and whatnot? Um, not really. I I know I had mentioned uh, some possible pickups being the Cleveland running backs mm-hmm. and um, maybe you know JD McKissick or guys like that. But I do want I do want to address something I said on my show yesterday. To Michael Hasty as the Cleveland running back it is not to Michael Hasty. It is in fact the Ernest Johnson. So I will correct myself on your show about <laughs> a mistake that I made on my show. <laughs> is, is Hasty's the one? Is he the the backup on the 49ers? Is he one of the? Yeah. One of the, yeah. 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 Uh, and Elijah, I think it's uh, who is it? Elijah. Elijah Mitchell. Yeah. Mitchell. Yeah. I said Elijah Moore, but I knew that wasn't right. Uh, yeah. He's he's stepping up for for uh, San Francisco, but that game all of a sudden seems a bit more winnable for the Cincinnati Bengals, as does the Kansas city chiefs game. Uh, The chargers Mm -hmm. game will be tough, but they've had some moments of vulnerability. The Raiders game is suddenly seeming like it's a pretty, pretty marquee matchup. So a lot of really interesting and good games, especially as it pertains to the AFC playoff picture coming up here. And of course the Bengals, sit atop the AFC conference as we speak with a five and two record and beating the Baltimore Ravens. Gotta just relish in that one a little bit. Absolutely. Let's talk lineups. I guess since we've already been making fun of old Anthony's lineups and <laughs> letting everybody know that I'm I'm dwelling in the cellar. Let's go to and this is through the sleeper app. This is my matchup this week. I do, for some reason, have a 62% chance of winning. I am one in six in this league. Uh, I think, though, that uh, – and and don't tell whoever Hot Commodity is. Don't tell them that 
Uh, I think they've got a couple of maybe injured players in there, but this is what I've got here. I, in case you are not watching the actual video of it, um, these are some of the play. I've got Prescott in there. He is questionable, but I think most people think he's going to play as of Sunday night uh, against Minnesota. Fournette in there. Miles Sanders questionable. It looks like he may not go, so uh, I, I may have to make a move there. I've got Justin Jefferson. Claypool, another questionable guy, but seems like he's going to play. Robbie Anderson, a guy who's been real hit and miss this year, particularly as the Carolina Panthers have been up and down big time. Travis Kelsey, I've got him in there for the Monday Nighter. Uh, Henderson from the Rams is in there. Josh Allen is kind of that wide receiver, tight end, running back flex, quarterback flex position that is in our league. Josh Myers is the kicker, the Pittsburgh Steelers defense in there. Here are my bench guys. Uh, obviously not going to play Josh Jacobs with the bye week, but Johnson from Houston in there. Uh, Galladay, again, that's kind of been a mixed bag there. Uh, I don't think I would play Washington. He's kind of fallen down the pecking order a bit in the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, receiving order. And then, of course, Gasecki. So I don't know if you see anybody on, on my bench that's kind of blowing your hair back there, if I should kind of stick with what I've got here, despite the Miles Sanders question mark. Yeah, so um, the the first thing I noticed was, did, now, did you pick up David Johnson um, today, or did you draft him, or? I've, because, I've had him. I've had him. Okay. Okay. Because that that one is really intriguing, especially with with Mark Ingram um, out of the picture now, as as he goes to um, cool. to yeah. New Orleans. So and and he had a very good week last week. I think he scored like ten uh, PPR points in the fan, in fantasy leagues, um, and that was only on like fifty to fifty four percent of snaps. Or so I can't remember exactly the snap share. I guess I could click on him and and, and notice or know for for sure. But yeah, fifty four percent of snaps. He had seven rushing attempts for twenty five yards. You know, he's not going to get a whole lot in the the ground game, but maybe with Mark Ingram being out of the lineup, uh, he could in in fact get more more touches there. But he's he's been more or less their pass catching back. So if Houston's down, which it seemingly they're always down. He he could get a lot more, a lot more in the passing game. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong as well. I think Ingram was kind of eating up a lot of touches and not really getting a lot of yards per carry, etc. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that that's actually a very that that trade is a that's a great point there. So I may I'm probably going to be swapping him out for Miles Sanders there based on the projected points. Um, so good stuff there. I don't want to give my opponent whoever he or she may be advice but is there anything it, they've got rogers deandre swift who has basically been questionable the entire year it seems um <laughs> you've got uh chuba hubbard there amari cooper uh jones on tennessee uh dj moore from from carolina Get, they've got uzama in there uh damian williams of uh Kansas City, Daniel Jones is the flex quarterback, Zerline and Tampa Bay defense, and on the bench, they've got Connor from the Cardinals, who goes up against Green Bay's defense, Saquon Barkley, who has been nursing another injury, uh, Williams with 
Denver and AJ Green and uh, Mark Andrews on the buy there. So any anything for my opponent is look at how gracious of a fantasy football player <laughs> I am. I am allowing you to give an opponent some fantasy football advice should there be something that you see they should do. And I figure that that lineup is probably similar to someone listening at this program right now. So, uh, yeah, any other so um, really, I mean, he, the lineup he has right now is, is about the, the best. I think he could uh, possibly uh, have set up. Now, if Saquon Barkley's out there, maybe you throw him in, but I really, I would wait to see, you know, what what what's going to happen it, as far as our snap percentages? Basically, what we were what he was saying there was the uh, if you heard him talk about Saquon Barkley and him coming back in and you know monitor that injury situation this week, and that is maybe something that you will want to um, make a move on in terms of the your fantasy football lineup and what to do there. Uh, I'm seeing some other, we're going to, we're going to bring Derek back in in just a second here. Um, But I'm seeing some questions. We're going to get to those in just a second. If you have more, please feel free to send those in the live chat. The other questions that are coming up here uh, are obviously with the Cincinnati Bengals going up against the Jets. They are struggling and what do you make of the the Bengals? Is this going to be some form of an offensive breakout type of game for Cincinnati with uh, maybe not with the, the usual suspects of Burrow and Chase, but maybe with guys like Tyler Boyd and guys like T. Higgins who have had a couple of nice games and or moments this year, but haven't been the absolute breakout guys, uh, Tyler Boyd had the 100-yard game earlier this year. Higgins has been in the end zone a couple of times. But, um, you know, I think for most folks where, you know, while it's been the Jamar Chase show, I think most people have kind of felt that this may be a good week to get a, a T. Higgins game going here and, uh, you know, obviously see what what the Bengals can do on offense outside of Chase, outside of Mixon. This also seems like a big Joe Mixon afternoon as well and uh, coming up for the Bengals, you know, maybe just kind of ground and pound a little bit, particularly if they control the game. I don't know if we have Derek back or not. Uh, so we'll we'll keep working on that there. Um, I, I think we maybe have him back. Let's see. Derek, do we have you back now? Can you hear me now? Is it better now or? it's better. Yeah, it's better. I, I appreciate you uh, being, being mobile. It looks like you moved a little bit of a different location. I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah. We're losing you there. It was kind of cutting in and out, but um, it's, I, I just was recapping the fact that you had said maybe Saquon for the other, uh, it, it, the audio cut out at the perfect time because you were giving my opponent advice. and It, was like, <laughs> hey, it cut out perfectly. I love it. Right. Uh, right. Yeah. Just kind of recapping that you said maybe potentially Saquon would be the really the only thing that it would uh my opponent should be monitoring this week as mm-hmm. um <laughs> as they maybe tweak their lineup. I was talking and I was kind of prefacing this. Let's get to kind of some sits and starts aside from the league that I shared. Uh, and with that, I was talking about the Bengals and their offensive weapons, namely T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd, with the going up against the Jets and the potential for 
a, a big game for them. You know, no more Jamal Adams and the, the Jets are just struggling. Just one win on the year. And not only, I mean, they've got some pieces on defense, but it's not only just a lack of overall, maybe secondary talent, et cetera, but it's the potential that their defense is going to continuously be put on the field with Mike White starting for the Jets in lieu of Zach Wilson. So it could be just a lot of, it just could, it, it could be an effect of a lot of snaps by this team, uh, by their defense on the field here. So what do you think? And we've got a question relating to this from our live chat, and we'll get to that in just a second. What do you think about Tyler Boyd and T Higgins this week, or is it going to continue to be the Jamar chase and maybe even the CJ Uzama show this week? Yeah. So, um, the the first thing really is I I look for for Joe to mix into or not mixing but um, Joe Burrow to get his uh you know he's averaging two like two point three touchdowns a week or something like that I look for him to to continue that streak this week. Okay, so you've got T Higgins, you've got uh, Tyler Boyd there, um, and and you know there may be kind of a breakout game for for those two. I mentioned that there could be uh, you know some yeah. I don't want to say that they haven't had an effect this year. They've had some big plays. They've had a, a you know Higgins has been in the end zone and Boyd has had a hundred yard game and whatnot. But um, it has definitely mm-hmm. been the the Jamar Chase show. Uh, the the question that would go along with this is, and this is, I love the optimism here. This is from Mark Fry. If the Bengals get in the habit of putting opponents away early and sitting starters in the fourth quarter, will that affect players' fantasy value? Uh, I mean, I don't foresee personally a bunch of the blowouts like we saw last week against Baltimore, the, the week prior with Detroit. I think it's easy to say you know, now you've got the Jets coming up, a team that they should handle very well, and and the the opportunity could happen this week. But um, you know, there are other games down the road that seem to be a lot tougher. So I don't think it's going to be an absolute week to week thing. But I don't know your take on that, Derek. Is it kind of owner beware with the Bengals in some situations, which is odd enough to be in that position as a Bengals fan, but um, is it kind of just right, right. with some of these guys because of, Hey, they may be sitting for half a quarter, a full quarter, that sort of thing. Yeah. So the, the way I look at this and last year I made that mistake in a, in a game. Um, I don't know if you remember Tom Brady's like four or five touchdown half that he had last year, but I was a little worried of that same thing for Tom Brady because of, you know, the talent discrepancy on the, the game that they played last year. And I, I actually benched Tom Brady in, in a league and played over someone else. And the, the whole thing is the guy or your team has to get there somehow, right? So if they are sitting, there's the potential of they just went off for three quarters and got their fantasy value in three quarters as opposed to four quarters. And then that's how that's how the, the game turned out. So the way I look at this is I look at it kind of as a positive because with running backs being so injured and, and unhealthy right now, this kind of gives you that opportunity opportunity to where if you were kind of injured at running back and you needed a guy to possibly pick up and stream this week, maybe you pick up a Samaje P. Ryan or maybe you pick up a Chris Evans and possibly start them 
because maybe Joe Mixon sits out the whole fourth quarter and they get, I don't know, 14, 15 carries or 15 touches in that fourth quarter just trying to run the clock out. Okay. Well, it was a good question there by Mark, I feel like. Um, and obviously yeah, it's kind there. of – yeah, it, it, it's it's a fun position to be in as a Bengals fan in terms of you know seeing this, uh, seeing the some of these dominating performances and ironically the last two dominating actually the three most dominating performances by the Bengals in their five wins have all been on the road. They beat mm-hmm. the Pittsburgh Steelers by fourteen points. They beat the Lions by a number. I, I can't remember the score offhand right now, but and then obviously you had the forty-one seventeen win this week. 38 points combined that they beat the Ravens and the Steelers in their respective stadiums. That's a big deal. And then, so I I can see where this is something that, that is, you know, not only a, uh, that's, it's just a point of confidence for this team and and the fan base right now with how the Bengals are doing. Um, This, this isn't really, this is a question from William Newell. This isn't really truly, a fantasy question, but I can see how it can pertain to it in terms of those who may be having the uh, having and playing the Bengals defense as a fantasy football league option. Is Trey Wayne's out for the year or just on IR again? My understanding is that he has he is on IR. They could designate him to return with the new things with COVID and some flexibility on both IR list and practice squad stuff. Uh, there's a little more flexibility there. I, I, at this point, though, I'm not really ready to. Um, I, I'm not really ready to ha- have him be back at any point, especially in the near future. I just I can't can't count on it. And this also plays a little bit into the last question from Mark Fry, where if the Bengals get these big leads is now the Bengals defense as a fantasy option. It's kind of a double-edged sword because they may not allow a lot of points early on, but then in garbage time, there could be a lot of yards <laughs> and points and stuff like that. in some of these contests, I don't, I don't know if you have thoughts or feelings on that, but it's kind of weird. Yeah, how the, that works out. the the dreaded garbage time, um, you know, Blake was Blake, uh, Blake Bortles was the king of garbage time stats. <laughs> and that that's one thing that, that you kind of got to worry about, but the way the way the fantasy uh, defenses work, you're going to get the majority of your points as far or through sacks and interceptions and pick sixes, that kind of yeah, that kind of stuff. So that's how you're going to get the majority of your fantasy points. Yes, you want to hold them to the smallest score possible, but I normally, you know, right when you start the the game off, the your fantasy point or fantasy points for your defense is like 15 points and you get all excited. And then as the game goes on, it, it, you know, subtracts goes further and further away. But I just kind of look at that and just block that out of my mind and just say, okay, they're starting with zero points. Let's see how many sacks this team can get or how many picks this team can get. And and that's kind of where I tend to focus on. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Good stuff there. Talking with Derek Davis, a.k.a. the Orange Arrow. We're going to get to some other starts and sits, as well as some lines and other other types of things before we start closing things up here. Joining you on a Thursday afternoon, talking some fantasy football, survival football, etc. And we're also talking to you about one of the companies in which we partner with symbol s-i-m-b-u-l-l dot app backslash obi if you listen to this program really over the past handful of months you will have known about symbol but a recent development in the partnership comes with the the promotion um they've given at various times our listeners varying promotions all of which are very exciting promotions this one also is very very exciting where they protect up to a $500 deposit for 90 days in there. So if you go in there where you drop some money into an account because you want to invest in teams like they are stocks, which is what Symbol is about, if you put in up to 500 bucks, they will cover that within a 90-day window should you lose money, should you be dissatisfied with the product, etc. So really, it's it's uh, nothing to lose in some ways within that 90-day window. And you can make money off of teams you're either passionate about, teams you see opportunities with. I know I know Derek had, I think, invested early on in the Bengals, and hopefully he has made some money there when we first partnered with them based on what the Bengals were at per share when we first partnered with them. And now uh, I haven't looked recently, but I'm sure they are up there based on what's going on this year with them. So opportunity to make money on teams that you are passionate about and or ones you see that there are opportunities with. It's not just the NFL. They've got other sports and a lot of teams available. So if you like playing the actual stock market, if you like playing fantasy football, which I assume you do because you're listening to this program, if you like playing survival football, all of that, you got to check out symbol S-I-M-B-U-L-L dot A-P-P backslash O-B-I. Use the promo code O-B-I, of course, for Orange and Black Insider. And you can take advantage of that $500 deposit protection within the first 90 days of signing up and submitting that deposit. So go check out Symbol. Well, we talked about the Bengals players and they're on offense as some of the guys that could have a, a big opportunity for to help out owners this week. Let's talk about another guy. And this is maybe a selfish question I have on my part. Jerry Judy. A guy I had hung on to with uh, on one of my teams for a while now because he was on short-term IR, is now finally back after that ankle injury. Um, the Broncos haven't really been the same since he has left the team. Cortland Sutton's really uh, you know, a good player, but they are missing Jerry Judy in that offense for sure. Is this kind of a, a week where you expect an explosion from Judy, or is this a week where you feel like He's kind of maybe going to slowly ramp back up and then become kind of the guy that we saw before the injury. Yeah, so actually I have him ranked around wide receiver 30 and around there, so uh, flex play. The The great thing about it is that it's almost as if he's going to seemingly take over that spot role um, in the Broncos offense, and that is a great spot to be in with a quarterback like like a Teddy Bridgewater because he Teddy Bridgewater is not the kind of guy who likes to throw the ball deep or, or you know extend the field so to speak. So he he looks to to keep that short and intermediate targets and um, 
I see Judy as being a guy who could potentially get, you know, eight, nine targets this week and get six, seven catches for 60 or 70 yards and a touchdown. So he, it, it's, it's weird to say, but even coming, coming off the injury, I am 100% fine with, uh, Throwing, me, throwing him in your flex and starting him this week. Interesting. I think I did that. So uh, I'll have to check another league that I have him in. But I hung on to him with the hope that he was going to come back and, and do some good things for, for my team there. So we'll see. Uh, any other kind of gems? Again, we want people to go to your channel and check out your videos in terms of play. So we don't want to give up the whole farm here, but uh, any others besides those selfish questions that I asked about between the Bengals players and Jerry Judy, any other players that you maybe want to stick out there for our listeners? Yeah. So um, one guy I possibly talked about uh, starting this week was uh, Carson Wentz. Right now he's a QB 14 and in, um, I think in six point per passing touchdown leagues. And I just, I see him having a, a potentially solid, I won't say a good week, but a solid week. I, if I, if I remember correctly, I think every week except for like one or two, he's had a 20 to 21 to 22 point fantasy week. So he's solid every single week. Um, and I, I look for him to, to, can, to continue that against uh, Tennessee this week. Okay. Okay. I like and then that. A, and then a sit of the week, I'll tell you one guy I said was Mike Gesicki, and, and that that has not worked out for me too well. But like I said, what I like to do is I look at guys in the top 24, or as far as tight ends go, guys in the top 12, and look and see who could potentially not have a very good week. And the reason why I said Mike Gesicki this week is because he is going up against Buffalo's defense, who is very, very good against tight ends this year. And I just look to see or look at this game. Now, Gesicki is playing the majority of his uh, snaps in the slot. So I don't know how that how that will pan out for. Let's just say don't sit him, but but temper your expectations on Mike Gesicki. Okay. Uh, let's move into some survival picks. I'm going to, I'm going to talk about my survival league. So here's who I have picked so far and cannot pick going forward. San Francisco, Green Bay, Las Vegas, Cincinnati, Baltimore, um, the Rams and the Buccaneers. I am still alive right now to quote Pearl Jam. Uh, (laughs) I look, I, I, I have the Cardinals, but they are hosting the Packers, so I'm not overly confident in that one. Uh, there is a matchup between Carolina and Atlanta. I could pick either one of those two teams. The one that is sticking out the most to me is I have the Bills in Buffalo hosting Miami. Uh, that so I have that. I, there are there is still the Tennessee and Indianapolis game. Tennessee is at Indianapolis. Maybe Tennessee in that one. Um, so I, you know, there's, there are others that I can pick. There's the Chargers and Patriots game, Seahawks and Jaguars, um, Broncos and Washington, Cowboys and Minnesota. So, I mean, there, I, I don't think I, I have not taken the Chiefs as well. So Monday night. There it is. There it is. I was waiting for you, for you to call yeah, that one. I have not taken the Chiefs <laughs> yet. The New York, Kansas City has been quite a disappointment. 
Um, so I don't know if that's also one where, where you go with. I think Buffalo in Buffalo and Kansas City in Kansas City seem to be the, the safest ones for me this week. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, so I, I ultimately went with Kansas City um, just because of the fact that, number one, I that defense is really scaring me. And, you know, Kansas City used to be the lock and loaded, hey, if you need if you need this team in a pinch, throw Kansas City in there because they're going to get the dub pretty easily. So this year they haven't been that, and it's almost as if you need to kind of pick and choose your moments with Kansas City. And I just I feel like you know coming off that that loss they had and the the kind of the way they've they've been they did they lose last week? I I feel like they did. Yeah, I think they did. Yeah. Yeah. So. I just I see that yeah they did because I remember anyway TikTok Jackson Mahomes all that stuff that that was a, a, a bad look on the on their part but but anyway I just I feel like I don't see them losing two games in a row the Buffalo one I do like as well but an in division game against Miami if I if I remember correctly looking back even the the bad Miami teams you normally are able to sneak about one one to one to two division wins a year out. So that that one kind of scares me a little bit. So I kind of I, I wanted to say I'd like to stay away from in division games if I can help it as, as much as possible, but just because of the uncertainty that that lies within, you know, teams that know each other very well. Yeah, I'm, I'm in agreement with you on that one. Let's start closing things up with uh, some lines here uh, in terms of week eight odds. This is courtesy of thelines.com. We are not sponsored or partnering with them. We just like to use them on this show because they have uh, DraftKings, Caesars, FanDuel, BetMGM, Unibet. I mean, they've got a number of different sources to show you the points and odds in this one. Uh, I, you know, I, I don't want to spend a ton of time on this, but we can kind of look at some of the the marquee games here. Um, you know, Packers and Cardinals. The fact that uh, there there is a discrepancy there in Green Bay looks like they are a six point underdog in Arizona. That's really interesting because um, Green Bay is what five and one or six and mm-hmm. one at this point in time, six and Arizona is undefeated. So six points that that would mean that Arizona essentially would be favored by three in green Bay in this one. Um, so mm-hmm. that's, that's really interesting. Uh, obviously Carolina, Atlanta, three points. That's just basically a coin flip game. So I would maybe stay away from that one. So then you look at Miami and Buffalo, Buffalo being a 13 and a half point uh, favorite, the Bengals 10 and a half points that started at about eight or eight and a half, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. so that has risen the Rams, the big discrepancy there, 14 and a half over Houston. I don't know. Uh, and then you, you see the one on Monday night that we were just talking about nine and a half or, or 10, depending on which source you have there for Kansas city. What, what are you say, thinking for this week in terms of point spreads, favorites, etc.? Yeah. So, um, actually one of the bets that I like really well. And if you wanted, you could probably wait up until game time tonight to, to get that one and see if you could potentially get your best value. Um, you know, this line jumped way up whenever Devontae Adams w- went on COVID IR and mm. or COVID whatever they want to call that. And it's crazy how much um, Vegas tended 
tend to, tends to think that a wide receiver will cause that much of a discrepancy. But like you said, I, I, I want to say they were, um, they were like plus four or plus three and a half or something like that at the beginning of the week. Tampa Bay minus five was another one that I liked. Okay. Okay. Good to know. That's Tampa Bay uh, going into New Orleans on that one. So uh, that's an interesting one. And like I said, a lot of these others are two and a half. Cowboys going into Minnesota, Washington, Denver. That's a coin flip. Jacksonville, Seattle is all of a sudden a coin flip. You would never have thought that going into the season. Uh, Patriots Mm -hmm. are five-point underdogs in L.A. against the Chargers. So those are some other ones to keep an eye on there. Derek, one more time, if you wouldn't mind, tell us uh, when your show goes live and uh, what what you're doing on your YouTube channel and and how our listeners can uh, find you there. Yeah, so I go live every Wednesday and Friday. Um, like I said on my show last week, the the times are going to be a little fluid because of um, me going back to night shifts in my work and. You know, so instead of being every day, I was going live at 6.30, roughly, um, on Wednesdays and Fridays. Now look for it to be kind of like this one, like a little lunchtime live, if that's what you want to call it, or something like that. But um, every Wednesday, every Friday, Fridays, I do betting advice and stuff like that. I I like to call it betting advice. It's a labor of love, for sure, but, but it's definitely a lot of fun also. Well... Thanks for what you do. Thanks for your time and knowledge that you dropped in here. Hopefully, whatever weather is coming your way that's, uh, you know, uh, glitching you a little bit. Hopefully, it's not anything too severe. Uh, hopefully, it's not too severe there. Rob Duncan. What's that? Sorry, Rob Duncan had a comment in here. He said, it's the Fed. They know he's oh. dropping too much knowledge. Yeah, that's, that's it. That's it. Uh, Well, thanks for dropping that knowledge on us here on the Week 8 Fantasy Football Show on the Orange and Black Insider. We are not the experts. The Orange Arrow and Derek Davis is, and you got to go to his channel and check out all of the advice he he gives multiple times a week on his show. So go check it out. And of course, you can check out the multiple stuff we put out on this show on the Orange and Black Insider, whether it's our post-game show to kind of kick off the week, whether it's happening headlines which goes through all the Bengals and NFL headlines, our Wednesday night show with John Sheeran and myself, this show with Derek Davis and myself, uh, and of course, listener questions live that we do multiple times a month as well. So all of that is on the Orange and Black Insider, whether that's on the YouTube channel or our uh, your favorite audio platform, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and of course, we are part of the Cincy Jungle Podcast channel, which includes Matt Minnick's Coach Speak and Chalk Talk, as well as Ace and Zim's show, Orange is the New Black. So go check out all that stuff. Follow Cincy Jungle across all social media platforms as well, and keep it to cincyjungle.com for all your news, opinions, analysis, fantasy football advice. Everything is in one spot for you at Cincy Jungle. Thanks, Derek. Have a good week. Let's hope the Bengals just cruise through Halloween with a with a nice win against the Jets as it should be. Absolutely. I am looking forward to it. Yeah, guys. Take it easy. You too.